Hello, welcome to Ben Beyond Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I'm the resident Spielberg enthusiast fan, whatever you call it. Yeah. Justin Keyson. Uh this episode is a day late, and I apologize for that. I'm gonna take the full front of blame there. Uh the delay may or may not have been related to my desire to play Fallout 4, which was just released this last week. Um, here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I can defend myself. Please, by all means. second. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I wanted to play Fallout 4. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I didn't. But also, I knew that this was going to be a rough film for me going in, and I wanted to give it a fair shake. And I looked at the running time, and I said, there's no way in hell... I'm going to be able to focus on two and a half hours of the color purple on Fallout 4 day. And I made the responsible decision to say, hey, I, I want to watch this movie when I can give it a fair chance. <laughs> and so that's what caused this delay. Uh, so is this what it's like being a gamer? I'm not a gamer, so I yeah. feel like I see like all you guys struggling, <laughs> especially you guys who are doing Nano, yeah. like NaNoWriMo, if you don't know, it's to write a novel in a month. Oh yeah, November. Fallout 4 also took that out. <laughs> and also like, took that out of the running. Just so many of you guys all went, I'm going to write November, I'm going to write all the mo- and all crap, all Fallout 4, yeah. sorry life. And sorry, just, sorry, everything else. You just, Fallout 4 is what matters It now. became Fallout 4 for all, so many of you guys, and I'm just sitting here in the side going, alright, well I guess I'll just well, watch, I'll okay. watch Master and Nun again. <laughs> it's a good show. Let me by try. The way. Let's, okay, mm. let's think of it this way: You're not a gamer. I'm not a gamer now. Imagine if if watching Star Wars mm. took all day. Imagine if something that you needed a full day to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you'd have to wait to a day off to do it. No, I, I can wrap my head. Would around. you be able to think about anything else that day? <laughs> Would you be able I to? Know. I get. Right? Listen, listen. I understand this situation. Yeah. Right. I'm just kind of glad. It's just me saying. Kind of, sort of glad that did the, the gaming bug didn't hit you. Didn't hit me that hard. Yeah. No. So, um, oh, Fallout Four. That's my that's my that's my core franchise as well. It's, uh, <laughs> I've been waiting. So I mean, literally, 2008 is when three came out. Mm. I've been waiting seven years for this game, <laughs> and it's it's real good, Justin. Oh, no, no, I hear I hear it's awesome. Game. Yeah, which is cool. Pit boy and everything. <laughs> I actually, I'm, boy. I'm gonna actually look at that later because I'm not a gamer, but that fucking looks amazing. It's pretty goddamn sweet. You slap um, it on there, you play it just like just like you're the Soul Survivor, which is the name of the character. <laughs> but this is not Ben Vuon Todd Howard. <laughs> this is Ben Vuon Spielberg, and we're back. We're we're back in chronological order. Yep. We, we took a break last month to see the current film, Bridge mm-hmm. of Spies, but here. <laughs> we are big fan uh, of uh, Bridge of Spies. Yes, Bridge of Spies. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are to talk about the what's oh. next in our chronological journey. Mm-hmm. The color purple, right? Of course, I was very excited. This is an adaptation of my favorite color. They they made they adapted <laughs> the color into a film. No, no, no. This is true. No, and Matt would not shut up about purple. <laughs> I was like, Pur- <laughs> it's great. Just, you, what? Uh, no, of course, this is not an adaptation. It's not an adaptation of, of the color. All right, smartass. Okay, smartass. Marks aside, yep. this is this is it's an adaptation of a book. Yes, by uh, Alice Walker. Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, had you seen this film prior to this adventure? Chunks. Chunks. This was a, um, I caught it on HBO. Yeah. Um, I probably saw some scenes as a child yeah. that I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, I think I was able to watch most of it in one sitting. So I was able to kind of remember a good amount of the narrative. Yeah. But it has been decades since I've sat through and I didn't really try this start from the beginning to the end. Yeah. 
So the movie, again, much like the other movies we've talked about in this podcast, this is another one where I'm like, okay, so kind of fresh eyes, yeah, more or less. But I do remember a lot of it. Here's what I'll, what I knew going in. I'll tell you. All right. I knew that Whoopi Goldberg is in it, mm-hmm. and I knew that maybe Oprah was in it too. That's possible. <laughs> End of knowledge. That's all I knew going in. So you didn't know about Danny Glover? I didn't know Danny Glover was in it. All right. Until he showed up on screen mm-hmm. and looking young. Yeah. This was only four years before Lethal Weapon. Yes. He looks 20 years younger than he does in Lethal Weapon. I'm actually kind of weirded out that I'm around the same age, if not older, than Whoopi Goldberg in this movie, and now it's me out. So That's, that's strange. Yeah. You don't think of Whoopi Goldberg as a young woman ever. I, and I don't think of her as an old woman either. No, I just but think just, of her as like consistently 43. Yeah. No, I'm going to say that's the yeah. age I've been Whoopi at. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when uh, was Whoopi 43? I wonder if that's like related to... like uh, <laughs> Made in America? Will Smith movie? Am I, Ted I Danson? I did not see that film. <laughs> I, I should say this off the bat. I'm mm. I'm not a huge fan of Whoopi Goldberg. Really? Yeah. Okay, fair. I, I can't imagine. Here's the thing. I don't right? think she's a good actor. Okay. And and she comes off as kind of a dumb person in real life. Can I say that? <laughs> um, I I liked Whoopi Goldberg growing up, but yeah. I think because she was just around. Yeah. So I overall liked her. And yeah. like, oh, it's like she brings like a weird childhood memory to me. Like any anybody in the comic relief trio. Yeah. Right? Her Bill Bill Billy Crystal and, and Robin Williams. So I feel yeah. like, oh, I like them. I like one of those three. <laughs> okay. Try the fun game is to try. I'm to gonna assume Robin Williams. Yeah. Of okay. All right. Um <laughs> <laughs> Of course Whoopi and Billy Crystal bonded over their mutual love of blackface. Because <laughs> oh. let's not forget that Whoopi convinced Ted Danson to do blackface. She assured me that it was just an okay, <gasps> cool thing to do. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I'm calling you out, Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> um and we all we all we all know about Billy Crystal's love of black. Yeah. That is well documented. <laughs> and to be fair, mm. I like him, but Robin Williams was not one to shy away from that sort of humor. <laughs> I don't know if he ever went full on blackface, but certainly Well, I mean he so did a, young, he did he had a voice he would reach for. Young Robin Williams? Yeah. Come on, right? I'm assuming he did at It'll, some oh, point. Oh no, I that's, like that's I haven't scary. seen it. But I've heard his impression, <laughs> and I, think I have to say... I think it's safe. I think it's safe, I think to, it's assume safe to assume that. I think it's safe to assume that at some point. No. Yeah. Um, okay, but all right. But besides Whoopi and yeah. Oprah, yeah. Um, any other kind of feelings you had before I knew it was film? it was a historical drama. Mm-hmm. And that, that's it. That's it. That's literally all I knew. Now here's the thing. Like, this, is, I, this is kind of interesting to me uh, before we really dive into the film. You One of the early talks you and me have had, mm-hmm. even before the podcast existed... Yeah. You've had basically kind of told me like I just don't like Spielberg's historical movies. Yep. <laughs> um, is this is the is it safe to say this is the real first one he's done that's not like pulpy adventure at, at all? Like, yeah, I mean, real... like, Indiana Jones technically are, but right. Yeah, nineteen forty one, I guess. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> but this is like the first real historical, like historical drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I would say this is his first. Okay, of so. Those. This is what I'm intrigued by. That it's like this is yeah. the first one out, and I know this is a stigma that you've had against him. Yeah. I will say this is a little Easter egg for the, for the fans going forward. There is one exception, okay, of a historical drama that I like of Spielberg's. Okay, all right, I'm looking forward. We'll, we'll see what that. I'm is curious to know what that future. one is. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, th- let me tell you, this one is not an exception. <laughs> uh, should we? Should we just? Should we dive in? Just dive. Is this so? This was the first time he made a movie without John Williams doing the score. This will be the first time, I guess. If you want to be technical, mm-hmm. Jerry Goldsmith did do the score in the Kick the Can sequence. Oh, sure. Yeah, but I guess for feature length. Yeah, 
This is the first. This is the first one, and let me tell you, from from moment one, it shows. <laughs> uh, I know Quincy Jones is a respected music producer, but I really, I really feel like he shit the bed on this one. Well, it's here's the thing, right? I mean, but it, go ahead. Here's the thing, right? Like, Quincy Jones is the reason why Spielberg is even involved in this movie. Yeah, it, I didn't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what this is. Okay, I don't know so, what this means? <laughs> well, basically, like. The reason the movie even kind of is directed by Steven mm-hmm. in the first place is that Quincy Jones convinced seems, him. It seems like an odd choice. Yeah, no, even there's, a, there's an article I read where basically Spielberg said, like, like, yo, Quincy Jones, like, you should direct this movie. And Spielberg's like, I am not a black person from <laughs> <Yeah>. the South, <laughs> and I think that should be directed, this movie should be directed by a black person. From that seems s- wrong to ask <laughs> yeah. me to do this. Yeah. But... In a weird sense of logic, I might add, from Quincy Jones, this is a weird sense of logic. Okay. Quincy Jones goes, apparently went and told Spielberg, yeah, but you didn't, yeah, but you didn't come from space either, and apparently you know how to direct an alien movie. <laughs> and I just read this quote, and I'm like, that's reaching Quincy. And Spielberg <laughs> bought that? <laughs> here's my, here's Spielberg my th- was like, yeah, that makes sense. That here's checks my th- out. Here's my theory on this. Yeah. Um, and I think Oliver Stone said it in it. I think it's Oliver Stone? Let me double check on that. But I think... Okay. One of those guys, like Oliver Stone probably said the reason the movie probably could exist at all in 19, was it 1985? 85. The only reason the movie would have existed in 1985 at all is because Steven directed it. Yeah. And I think that's Quincy was more along the lines of, Quincy Jones was more along the lines of, this I is don't, the guy who can get this made. This is the guy who gets made. Yeah. Um, he's respectable enough. He's made a lot of successful movies. I don't think I can get this made with any director else, with any other director out there right now, even if I wanted a black director. Yeah. If I can convince Spielberg, that means the story can be told. The movie, that means the movie can get made, etc. Yeah. So I, that's the only reason I really think. I mean, yeah, I guess that makes Spielberg. sense. Like, yeah. think like name a black director who was prominent in 1985. It wasn't Spike Lee. I'll it, tell you that. It wasn't. Spike Lee. It wasn't I, I, I. Yeah. That, yeah. It wasn't Spike Lee. It wasn't John Singleton. It wasn't yeah. any of those guys. It was. Yeah. It was. That was kind of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who can make this big budget, full flutant costume drama yeah it wasn't the much choices yeah okay. so it was spielberg still i don't <laughs> it's well we'll get okay let's yeah. that's, that's but the music in this film the music in this film it's horrible right i think it's i think it's trying to be john well it's trying to be john it sounds it sounds like the when you do like a parody of a historical drama it right. sounds like that and maybe that's like movies ripping off or parodies ripping off this. sure i don't know but it, it just sound it just sounds like just every little cl- cliched I, swell when something it's just so I think I'm okay with it overall I'm not. I know you're not I <laughs> clearly but I Did can Quincy Jones make uh, any uh, other movie, movie, music? movie music after this I can't tell I, I hope he didn't I hope <laughs> well, here's the thing. I will say this much I'm not saying it's good yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm not saying I like it I'm not saying I'm like oh man I'm so glad John didn't do it yeah. it's like, no, but I'm more along the lines it, to me it just kind of felt like it was there and <laughs> it was it tried too hard Yep, and it, but it didn't bother me enough to tell say it fucking sucked. I, I'll, I'll which say I know you will, <laughs> yeah. but for me it's like, oh, I mean, yeah, this is music in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like this is I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, it's 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 it, it, you, right, you go to what, the store and you pick you pick the plain white tin that says movie music. Movie music. Yeah, that's this what is what you get here. That's that's the album. Yes, correct. That's yeah. this is music in a movie. Yeah. Um. So for me, I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, that's it i think this is oh, go, go, go down I'll, go down oh here we go that's composer yeah yeah we're oh, sorry we're on wikipedia we are, we're, we're on uh quincy jones wikipedia pl- mm-hmm. plage pledge uh List. i'm going back and is that possible Wait, what? 
How are you traveling backwards in time? Well, because this, I don't know what this nonsense is, but this, these are soundtracks. I and guess it was just Color only Purple is the last one. He did The Wiz. Yeah. I like The Wiz. I have not seen The Wiz. Wiz is fun. He did the Italian job, the original Italian job. Really? The music. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, that to me seems more in his wheelhouse. Yeah. They call me Mr. Tibbs, yeah. Yeah. That, those are, yeah, this sounds right. Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. I don't know. That that seems like a left ball to me. <laughs> a left ball. All this right, is, but, this is Matt okay. Benson using sports <laughs> phrases. Let's <laughs> use the term left ball. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't think that's the term. Let's, I love the music. Let's go, let's actually get into the film. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh dogs are freaking out. Apologies for the barking. <laughs> uh so we see some some uh oh yeah, introducing Whoopi Goldberg was a credit I found interesting. Mm-hmm. Because she I mean she's yes. She's she's more like a personality yeah. than an actor. She's a stand-up comedian, yeah. which I think make it it makes it harder to remember that she, at one point she was new to America. It's actually yeah no, and it's also really weird for realizing that it, it's kind of I forgot that this movie yeah. was really the first time she really acted. Yeah. Um, like this is the first time I really kind of really gave her the shot because yeah, she's been a stand-up comedian and like yeah, you're right, personality. Yeah. So yeah, no they. I don't remember ever seeing the last time like introducing in a credit yeah. in a long time. But yeah, this is this is this is saying introducing Whoopi Goldberg, the actress. Yes. <laughs> uh, so starts out some kids are dancing uh, in a field of lilacs, mm-hmm. hanging out. Yep, uh, we got that music I talked about, <laughs> uh, and then we see one of these kids is pregnant, and that's Whoopi Goldberg. Not yet, but will be. <laughs> yes, Seely. Yes, Seely is Seeley. the character's name. Mm-hmm. Then the guy comes in. He says it's time for dinner. And by the way, you got the ugliest smile I've ever seen. Starting off strong here. <laughs> Cut two. She's mm-hmm. giving birth. Yeah. Uh, and this, I think this is the first scene where it, it this is my problem with, uh, it kind of establishing itself as both my least favorite kind of Steven Spielberg movie mm-hmm. and my the, my least favorite way of just doing historical dramas in general. Mm-hmm. Nothing, it, nothing feels like real life. It all feels like these are heightened moments. Right. And like it's the dramatic like pulls like of her on her screaming. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it doesn't seem like a real birth. Sure. It seems like a movie birth. Yeah. It's where everything is movie staged to, to be as dramatic as possible. And I think this is something where it's kind of weird for me to kind of point this out early now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like this is the movie where... Um, and I get w- why the, there is critical claim for the film overall, but I, I uh, but I do feel I, I can tell already. <laughs> um, but um, I feel f- part of my m- problem with Steven's directing in the film yeah. is he's still kind of in a height. Like basically, what are you saying right now? It makes sense to me because it's actually a he's still in a slightly heightened reality mm-hmm. world. His yeah. tone's still in the heightened heightened kind of concept concept uh, context. And sometimes I'm fine with it in the film. And then sometimes I just, I, I kind of wish he pulled back a little bit and he grounded it a little bit more. Um, sometimes it's like he, there's a couple of comedic beats in the film where he just goes almost like, that would have been great in Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> like this beat would have been really good in like uh, Jaws, but yeah. here it feels off. Yeah. And I don't know if that really worked for me here. And I, I can see me liking this tone probably more if i saw it the first time in the theaters and i was the right kind of film going age in like my mid-20s yeah. but i'm kind of now a guy who feels like this seems a little off yeah so yeah no that so right after everything you're saying it's a movie yeah <laughs> which makes sense to me everything feels like a movie but not just, i mean a movie but just i think these kind of things where 
every you know everything is everything is some grand noble struggle the, the characters seem too aware of the fact that they're in a movie yeah and if you're like you might as well be reading about this in a textbook i feel sure because it's it it, 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 it it's to the point of having a movie version of something and i guess this is not like a famous historical event it's just it's a novel but hmm. still uh, the point of, of doing a movie is to is to make it seem like a real thing that's happening yeah so i think this is a genre that specifically does not lend itself well to this sort of heightened nonsense right and i, I don't care for it justin i do clearly i won't stand for it. all right all right all right sit down my house <laughs> <laughs> stay seated no 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 it's my house you yeah. <laughs> respect this house yeah now um in the field, the, the, the so Celia gives birth. Yeah, and the guy, who's what is this man? He's the her he's her father, dad, right? Well, this is we, at this point. Yeah, we are to assume that's his father. That's okay. her father, and he takes the baby away from Celia, and he goes like, "Don't you tell nobody about this." And you're going about the baby. Yeah, until you eventually realize, like, in Celia's narration, which is the next following scene, we see like Celia and her sister. I forgot her sister's character's name. It's either Nelly or Nettie. Nelly, okay. Nettie. See, Shit. it's smart. <laughs> um, they're walking around, and we, we get uh, Celie's narration. Yeah. And we find out... Nettie. I've got confirmation on Nettie. Nettie. There we go. Yeah. We find out that um, that person was their father. Yeah. And that person raped Celie. Yeah. And that was technically her father's kid. Yeah. That impregnated Celie. So... Already off the bat, we're yeah. not in a we're in a we're in a we're in a, we're in a, we're in a wild time. We're in a difficult spot. Yeah. Um, woo, and this is only the beginning <laughs> <laughs> of the of the intense drama yeah. that happens in the story. Um, and that's I mean that's also intense drama where the whole time Celia is just sort of nobly talking to God in her narration. Yeah. And, to, and no no human is like that. Come it's on. A, here's the thing, right? Clearly you and me have never read the book. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to yeah. take a bold stance and yeah. assume that you never read the book. No, All right. Not. So I'm curious how much of the book's narrative yeah. drama yeah. um worked and didn't cuz I feel like this is the thing with the whole film, right? The film feels compacted. Yeah. With so much of it. Yeah. And I'm wondering how much of the narrative in the book feels like it's more um, paced easily yeah. because it's a book. That might have helped. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it did. You know, you have to try to shove so much. Yeah. Holy crap, drama. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in two and a half hours. Yeah. And that's still a long movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should say, to be, I guess to be fair, Steven Spielberg, I feel like, historical dramas were all bad until like honestly like a few years ago mm -hmm. like i feel like we only recently figured out how to make them good well so I, that's I mean, debatable I, i'm gonna debate i'm not sure i have to really look at the the, the, the historical dramas from the 80s and the 90s I feel like they all have these problems that bother me i gotta that's all that sounds like an interesting side topic we have to have one okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> um, we'll get into that at some other date um but i i feel like this is the thing with this movie right it's like it's there's so much unhappy yeah and I get it's that's probably all in the book, but it is very hard. And I guess that's the point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll look at a recent historical drama that I really like mm -hmm. that uh, also about black struggles, all set kind of in the summertime, although like, you know, a little before yeah. uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Also, yeah. A movie where it's just it's a real parade of just bad shit happening to this True. dude. Great but, film. Yeah. Great film. Yeah. Because like that, I look at the uh, Solomon. What's the Solomon? What's his last name? 
doesn't matter. I look at him, and he's and like early in the movie when he first gets captured, he's just like, "Fuck, this sucks." Yeah, and so that's a guy I can relate to. Because yeah. if I, I if I was made a slave, I would think, "Yeah, this is a fucking bummer. This sucks." <laughs> Whereas Seal is just like, "I I, I know God will take me through this." And I mean, I like, guess here's the argument. On I'll counter I'll counter that with this. Yeah, Solomon's an adult. Sure. Seely is a child, yeah. <laughs> and she only knows of this life. I guess, and she doesn't know how to else to comprehend it and to, and to react to it. Be reasonable, um, <laughs> Solomon's an adult with a wife and several children, yeah. and he's got a job, and he had a life that sounded fine until some fuckers took him. Yeah. It's a goddamn Fucking good movie. Taron, kill God, it's God. a good movie. I can only watch it once every five years, but it's yeah. a good <laughs> sure. movie. Um, but yeah, it's. We're not here to really compare this to Twelve Years a Slave. No, um, I, mean, I, I mean, I was just trying to make that one specific point. But it's a good, I, yeah. but it's a, no, it's a fair point. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, there is a thing with 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 Celie is is it's kind of hard to connect with her, yeah. and maybe because of the fact that I just that's not my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's it is hard, and I think this is this is where it is kind of weird for me is, is, with the story is that there's so much, and I guess I mean I have to assume how lot how much of this is accurate historically. Yeah. It's just that life. In this country, at, oh, yeah. and this is the thing. This is even before the one of the things I will say. It's kind of interesting about the movies is was, was really actually scratch not scratch kind of interesting. Really interesting about the movie is that race is brought up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's there, <laughs> but it's not the forefront. Yeah, of the film. It's it's not the main narrative thing. Thrust. Yeah. But, yeah right. The main narrative thrust. It's really more <clears throat> about kind of how it sucks to be a woman. Yeah, which is another thing that Steven Spielberg is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, true. So it's um, yeah, no, it, it, that's the type of thing where I feel like um, it's it, it's 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 all this drama in a world that I'm not, I don't know about, yeah. and that's not even counting and taking account the racism yeah. and 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 the struggle of being uh, black in, in the 1950s or 40s, wherever the, 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 the story takes. Well, 1900s, it's, right? Yeah, 1900s. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, after, it's, it's clearly movie. after yeah. after the Civil War. Yeah. So everyone's free, but still, it's... Free-ish. Free-ish, <laughs> yeah. and it's still tough. Um, so I, in that regard, I mean, I'm just... It's almost like another world or another country to me when I'm watching stuff like, okay, like introduction of Danny Glover. Yeah. Danny so Glover. So yeah, a few scenes <clears throat> later, we're in church. Yeah. And we see Danny Glover, yeah. who... Danny Glover... I mean, people of, I would say, my age. I might. What was your first introduction to Danny Glover? Let me Leave the weapon. Leave the weapon. See, I'm a little younger. My first introduction was Angels in the Outfield. Oh, it's adorable. Right. You're so much younger than me. So, <laughs> <laughs> the point is, even with Leave the Weapon, though, mm. or with Angels in the Outfield, me, we know Danny Glover as like a lovable, great guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Danny Glover is a very positive image for both of us, yes. I would say. Agreed, yeah. And then here's this movie. Scene one <laughs> is like, Danny Glover wants to fuck that kid. <laughs> and it's like, it's it, you get whiplash. You know? yeah. I, don't, I don't like to see Danny Glover that way. Yeah, yeah no, I don't know. No, no you're, you're too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, both our movies that, where we first met Danny Glover came after this. Mm-hmm. So I wonder like what, I mean, was he like a known actor at this point? Yeah, he was pretty known. What like, was he? What would he have been known for? Uh, let's see, let's look at his IMDb. Uh, he, he was in Witness that year. Silverado the same year. Yeah. Um, I think, if anything, he probably was known for Iceman yeah. and, and Witness. Yeah. But he was definitely on, he, he was on his way up, for sure. Like, he didn't oh, become... This, I forgot Lethal Weapon was 87. I was thinking of Lethal Weapon 2 when I said 8. So Lethal Weapon oh, was only two years Two later. years after this, yeah. Jesus. Wow. Silverado. By the way, Silverado. watch Silverado. Silverado. Have you seen Silverado? I do not. I oh, 
Ooh, you should watch Silverado. It's a badass movie. Lawrence Kasdan directed I'm it, very written it. Intrigued by by everything I'm seeing here. Oh man, it's really cool. Yeah. It's a really good. I'll have to fun. check it out. It's got the poster. Looks like Sunset Riders. If you oh man, Kevin video game. Kevin Klein, Danny Glover, young Kevin Costner, John Cleese. It's a good movie. It's a fun, fun movie. Hey, we're not here talking about Lawrence Katz and Silverado. <laughs> Just a quick plug for that. I do love that movie. You should watch Silverado. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, Dang Lover wants to bone what's a down fuck with a thirteen, Nettie. a twelve-year-old girl, and that's yeah. really creepy and sick. Yeah. While in th- at a wedding, might I add? Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. For this was a yutter, wedding. <laughs> it was a wedding uh, for yet another older man and a girl. Yeah, also, there's a lot of there's a lot of girl weddings in this movie. Very wrong. But yeah, props to Harpo, I guess, for being the only one to marry a woman of a relatively appropriate he's, age. He's kind of a mess. Yeah, but <laughs> but he is marrying someone who's he's marrying someone know? who was not a child. That's so correct. <laughs> big thumbs up to Harpo for that. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so uh, so Danny Glover he rides over to the the household and's like, listen, I need a wife. Mm-hmm. You've got a twelve year old daughter. <laughs> Let's make something happen. Um, what we are skipping a little bit too, but I'm just going to address it here now, is that uh, uh, Celie and, and Nettie's father, yeah. air quotes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, says, listen, you can't have Nettie. Main reason why? He wants to fuck Nettie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> and that's... Criminy. Holy crap. And so he's like, no, can't have her. Never. You can have the ugly one. You can have the ugly one. Yeah. And that's and yeah, Glover's like, oh shit! I didn't even know you had an ugly one. Um, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Let me see her. That's yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I can. I can. I could yeah. swing that. Why not? Um, what? Oh yeah. Okay. So then we're taking. It's we really don't get a lot of time to adjust to this before no. we see just a sweaty Danny Glover on top of a thirteen-year-old girl. Yeah. And she's already raising children. She's cleaning a house yeah. it's it's in the house is a fucking mess yeah. it, the children are a nightmare yeah. you know this is, this is a real this is a real bummer yeah yeah uh then he i mean then he hits her because she's, she's having trouble brushing one of the daughter's hair yeah yeah she's trying to be actually an adult yeah surprisingly <laughs> can't her you know it's so just it's a shit life yeah it's a pretty shitty life and then all of a sudden nettie shows up right yeah well, before that she goes into town Oh yeah, uh, and she sees a baby that she believes to be her baby, right? And she holds it and creeps the mother out. The mother, I think, is a, a preacher's wife. Yes, yeah. So yeah, she's kind of noticing there's a girl who's assuming it's her child, and yeah. you know, the, 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 I think that the, the preacher's wife is like is being sweet to the to to Celie about it to a point. Yeah, she is noticing the girl's like, oh, you're really a, a little, little too attached, a little too attached, stranger. Um, I think, but clearly by the end of the scene, she points out the fact that like, oh yeah, my baby's got these kind of beautiful little, beautiful eyes. It kind of reminds me of some, you know, kind of reminds me of an old soul. Kind of like, ah, oh, crap. Because she looks at Celia's eyes and went, huh. Oh. huh. All right. So I got to go. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, then Nettie visits and she's like, I got to stay. The, that creep that we call Pod keeps trying to rape me. So. Uh, so. so yeah, no. Now Nettie and, and Celie are together again. But again, together she's she's again. Stuff, she if, out of the fryer pan, out of the frying pan into the fire. Because guess who also is an adult that wants to have <laughs> sex with this child? Yeah, it's Danny Glover. Is Danny fucking Glover? So they're trying to make the best out of the out of the situation, you know. And then Celie's happy because Nettie's in her life again. So, 
Celie and Nettie are trying to plot their escape and, and all the shit they want to do. And, and Nettie's trying to teach Celie how to read. Yeah, and which is, I don't I mean, I want to be careful here. Hmm. But it seems to me like white people love to watch black people learn how to read. I feel like huh. I've seen that in a number of films. Wow. I feel like. Do you want to, sc- what's, what's another film that you could. Uh... <laughs> Miss Daisy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, come on. That's this period, right? <laughs> it's this. Okay, maybe I'm trying sure to see your point in historical dramas around I mean, this time this, period. I'm not, I mean, listen, that was a time in America where black people were obviously very discouraged from being educated. Yeah. It's yeah. not that it's not true. Like, the, the, that was right. a common thing. Right. But it's just like, it, that, that's a detail that it seems like it's, people love to put in these kinds of movies. Well, I, I can't argue that. So, yeah. um, fair. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's a, that's their relationship right yeah. now. Um, but it does have a fun bit where she's got she put the little like weird cellophane and everything with the words written on it. Yeah, and then she pulls one, and it's her hair. Right. Weirdly paced though, because like the hair is obviously the big joke reveal. Like, ah, it's funny she's written the thing on her hair, mm-hmm. and then it goes to arm and sleeves, which are like less of a joke than hair. <laughs> Seems like you build to hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. That's um, nitpicky, but it's <laughs> not untrue. <laughs> um, is then the next scene where uh. Glover. Nettie's trying to go to school. Yeah. But Danny Glover's got other plans. Yeah. And a top hat and cane to and, go and, with it. And he's dancing. You know, it's it's a very unsettling scene. Yeah. Uh, Danny Glover's character, uh, Albert. Albert, yeah. Um, I had to look over there. Also named Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Albert um, is dancing with Nettie, and Nettie's like, I don't know what you're doing. And, and I this, need to get to school, so. It's very uncomfortable. See ya. You already kind of know where <laughs> it's going. Um, oh, I. You don't and, know. You already know where it's going. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said you don't know where it's going. Oh, you know where it's going. Justin, don't be naive. Oh, no, no. no. You already know where it's going. And yeah. then you, she, he drags her into uh, into the bushes, but then you know that Nettie fights. And immediately we see that Nettie fights back. Yeah. I'm assuming she... Um, Hits him in the balls? Yep. Yeah. And uh, he's on the ground immediately. Yep. And swinging her books around and fuck, Net, Nettie's out of the house. Yeah, Nettie gets kicked out. She, uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now it's the first shaving scene. Okay. She's shaving yes. uh, Albert. Um, Nettie's gone officially. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this thing? I feel, and, I, and maybe this is me as a, you know, watching this with modern eyes. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm, I'm done with the whole somehow the person gets a chance to shave their captor and who <laughs> are they going to kill them. I feel like that happens too much in movies and I'm, I've had enough of it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in 1995, I'm sure that this was like still new and cool. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I did like the scene. Yeah. I think it, the detention was appropriately well well done here. Yeah. Um, this is Spielberg. This is good Spielberg to me, yeah. where it's it's the tension's really high, and uh, you know, it's any cutaway got me tense. Yeah. Any, you know, any you know, uh, it's like okay, we cut away to the kids. Okay, maybe this maybe the scene's over. No, oh no, she's still shaving. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Um, so to me, the scene worked. Yeah, I like the scene a lot. Um, this is Spielberg to me at his, at his best when he's trying to build the tension in, 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 in the situation. So I like this, this bit quite a bit. Um, she does accidentally cut him. Right. When she sees the mail's arrived. Because right. Because Nettie had said she was going to write letters. Right. And then Dan Glover makes it very clear that there, there will be no mail for her ever. Mm-hmm. He'll make sure of that. Right. And then we get a cut too, and she's Whoopi Goldberg now. Yep. Now she's Whoopi. Yeah. Uh, and there's like this weird scene of, you kind of hinted at these earlier, comic relief where he's trying to get dressed in his suit yeah. and he can't find all his shit. And it's like, 
this is a guy who just tried to rape a 12-year-old. Now he's supposed to be like laughable goofball getting a suit together. I don't know. I mean, was it supposed to be the juxtaposition was supposed to? I, I think mean, it's kind of supposed to lighten. There's supposed to be some levity into this bit, I feel like. I, I don't want to feel light about him. <laughs> it's hard, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess for me, the levity comes from from Seeley now playing by Wolfie officially. Yeah. Uh, Seeley kind of knowing where everything's at, but in a calming manner. Like, you know, like he's looking for her shoes. He's like, where's my damn shoes? She already has them ready for him. Yeah. Where's my damn sock without the hole? It's already ready. Yeah. Where's my, it's here. Yeah. Like she's been dealing with this shit for, <laughs> for several years. For now. several years, a decade probably at this point. Yeah. Um, but where's he going to? Well, he's going to meet an up. Uh, he's going to see a performer. Oh yeah. He's well, going to see a performer by the name of Suge Avery. And Suge Avery. We'll get back to her in a minute, yeah. but that's what he's so excited about. Yep. Um, Harpo, uh, is, a. Uh, one of uh, Albert's child, uh, one of Albert's kids from his previous wife. Yeah, and we met him briefly in in the in the earlier the movie. Hey, did you saddle my horse yet? I was getting to it. Yeah, and then cut to him now as a twenty year old. Hey, did you saddle my horse yet? I was getting to yes, it. Yes, to it, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he, now he's. Uh, I think. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find a word. Yeah. Uh, the Willard. Name? It is Willard Pooh. Pooh. Willard Pooh. Pooh. He said to me. Yeah, I guess so. Oh yeah, I see yeah. it. Harpo. P U G H. I'm sorry, Willard. <laughs> can, you can decide how you want to pronounce that. Um, he's an adult. He's a man now. Yeah. Yep. He's and he's in love. Yes. With Oprah Winfrey. Here we go. <laughs> how do you feel about Oprah as a person who acts? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a it's a really good way of stating that. It's like, how do you feel about Oprah as a person who acts? Yeah. Um, Has she been in? I can think of two movies she's in. Is there more that I'm not thinking of? Are you? Is the Butler one yep. of them? Butler's the other one. And Beloved. Oh, I don't know that film. Beloved is actually another movie where she's reteaming. She reteamed with Danny Glover. Okay. Um, that is a hard movie to sit through. Okay. Not. I'm not. For I don't know very different. Oh, looks like she's been in a few films that I didn't know about. Uh. Beloved's not a good movie. <laughs> that is, that is, that is, that is, that is not a good movie, Beloved. Oh, she was in Selma. I forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, answer the question, Justin. How do you feel about Oprah Winfrey as a person who acts? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, f- I like her enough here. Uh, okay. <laughs> I hate Beloved. <laughs> yeah. I never saw The Butler. I tell you, she's real bad in The Butler. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's I, a lot that's real bad in the Butler. I, I feel that's gonna be probably true. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I, I maybe I don't know because I hate the Butler for the same reasons that I hate this movie, and then mm-hmm. it just it feels like it feels like that you could have called it the Butler colon. Please, I would like an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty please. Yeah. <laughs> Signed, love Lee Daniels, Forrest <laughs> Whitaker, and Oprah. Like they were all really yeah. gunning for those Oscars. There. Oh. Hey, we're not here to talk about the butler. I'll <laughs> <laughs> say that for Ben Beyond Spielberg. I've seen two of his movies, hated them both. I said Spielberg and I meant to say Daniels. What? Ben Beyond Spielberg is this show. <laughs> I'm loopy. Uh, was the other one Precious? No, the other one was The Paperboy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Did I see a third one that I've blocked out? It's possible. I'm going to see if I can figure that out. Here's the thing. I, I, like I said, Oprah is, in this movie, I think Oprah's fine. I'm okay with her here. This was uh, a budding Oprah. This was before the Oprah Winfrey show. Mm-hmm. Yes. She was the host of AM Chicago at this yeah. point and nothing more. Yeah. Like she's popular, but this is not yeah. Oprah. Yeah. 
like oh channel <laughs> oprah yeah you know um so yeah i i'm fine with her here all right i mean i guess she's not horrible here mm-hmm. she's not she's not standing out at all, mm. no she, Maybe she it, gets a little bad later in the film <laughs> we'll get to that we'll okay. get to that I don't want to speed things up because I don't want. This is not Raiders Lost Ark. I don't. Want, we're at thirty-five minutes now. Oh, okay, so we'll okay. Check in. Well, we did a lot of preamble. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but let's uh, go. So, Danny Glover doesn't want him to marry Oprah. He thinks uh, she's a whore who is just uh, <laughs> lying and saying that the baby is uh, his. Because let's just shove in some more horrible things for Danny Glover to do. <laughs> um, we also met. Uh, we met uh, Danny Glover's grandfather. My father. Oh sure. That uh, that who, piece of shit. Wh- I mean, what? What? Wh- why? No, he's a piece of shit. We have to explain that. I know, but <laughs> who cares? Like, what? Well, what does he add to the movie? Well, that's the thing, right? But that—that's something we can bring up later. Yeah. But I have to bring up the fact he's a piece of shit. Yeah. As a person. Yes. <laughs> uh, if Albert's awful, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. That made that. Made that. <laughs> um, all right. So they get married. They're building the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I write here? Oh yeah, Glover's like this is weird. Let's talk about the music in this scene mm-hmm. where Dane Glover is shoveling hay, being like, "Hey, you know what you ought to do." beat your wife <laughs> and it's like weirdly the music here is like weirdly light and comic right for a scene where Dan Glover is like hey I tell you you know what really makes a marriage run smoothly is hitting your wife and uh, again it's it is that that tone thing I talked about yeah. right this is where I'm like I don't know if this was the right appropriate yeah. and energy ends with like a bail, like think of hey hitting Harpo on the head yeah. and be like <laughs> um that being said and then cut two, two black eyes one on each person i just want to say cut i just want, just want to talk about cut damn danny glover <laughs> yeah damn <laughs> holy crap you yeah. did not need mark you did not need mel gibson <laughs> <laughs> you seen those lethal weapons yeah. shit <laughs> damn looking cut son anyway um <laughs> yeah, of course this was the young him before you know, two years before lethal um so harpo and and sophia which is Whoopi goldberg's character beat yeah. the shit out of each other yeah because sophia is a monster as well like in terms of she's a yeah, she's she can fucking hit. She, she can she knows fucking how to hit. Punch. Yeah. So uh, this is not a good. Dev- this is not a good fatherly advice. And Harpo's very thin. This is like a very thin yeah. whip. He's a, a man. tiny boy. Yeah. He's a little marrying boy. a big old woman. Yeah. So. so he he gets the worst of it. He comes. He tries to explain to Dan Glover that the mule did it. <laughs> uh, he, Glover's not buying it. Yeah. So they for then we cut to a few years later. They've been beating the shit out of each other this whole time <laughs> and still having more kids. Right. Because that's what you did back in the day. That was the style at the time. Yeah. Um, like, you know, literally the lines like Harpo beat Sophia Sophia beat Harpo and, then, and, then, and all the and while then, they had more kids more kids <laughs> yeah. is uh, not a good times for them either <laughs> is uh, this when he's also building the house I think he's done with this by that point okay Sophia leaves this yeah. is where Sophia leaves right uh, then uh, Celia's looking at the mail still no mail storm comes and what should the storm bring with it but a passed out lady in a big old wheel thing What's it called? A car? No, excuse you. <laughs> a cart, maybe. A but cart. Not a car. Oh, yeah, you're right. Surely right. not a car. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, so is, she brings this woman. Uh, Our introduction to... Suge. Suge Avery. Suge Avery. Yeah. She, she's like, she's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, drank too much or did some drugs or what have you. Mm. She, uh, Glover puts her in the bed and she's like, have your... Bitch cooks something. She doesn't say bitch, but she yeah. uses some derogatory term for uh, for for Celia, Celia yeah. who she also calls ugly. Yep. 
uh, have her cook cook some for me. Uh, Glover says, "No, I'll cook it. I'll cook it," because he wants to like do right by her. I guess he wants to be. He wants to impress her. Yeah, that's the whole deal, right? Uh, Literally, the the Suge uh, to Albert in the movie Albert yeah. brings up the fact that like Suge is the quote unquote the person I wanted to be your mama. Yeah. That's a cool thing to say in front of Celia. <laughs> Celia <laughs> and Harpo. Yeah. <laughs> also meant that my my actual mom. Yeah. You Matt, didn't love you didn't give a shit about either. Not cool. So, uh, um, um, so then we get another comic relief scene of him trying to navigate the kitchen. Yeah. Which is it's just weird. And well no, this is where this is where it really hit me. Yeah. The tone it felt off. Where yeah. it's like it's one thing to go like, oh, he's burning himself, etc. But there's a bit where, you know, like the he's trying to get the oven hotter and, and Celia's just She's watching, and I kind of like this bit personally, where she's just sort of watching, going, "All right, asshole, yeah, you figured, wanted to cook, go ahead, fucking figure this shit out. Yeah. yeah, let's see what you got." And he's fucking up, and then he, she sees that Albert brings in a can of kerosene that make the oven hotter, yeah. and then it's this almost cartoony bit of the rocking chair she was sitting in, empty. And it's rocking. Oh, yeah. Because she knows it's going to fucking fire up his face. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like you too. I'm almost imagining if Spielberg pitched the idea of having a cloud shaped Sealy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, let me talk about Suge for a second in terms of who they were going to cast. Okay. Um, apparently, originally, uh, the, the first choice was a woman named Phyllis Hyman. Okay. Um, I don't know her. Patty LaBelle auditioned for the part. That's interesting. Yeah. Um,. Spielberg tried to get Chaka Khan. What? But Chaka Khan actually admitted that she said she was too scared to take on the role. Okay. Um, Diana Ross, okay. Tina Turner all turned down the part of Suge Avery. Yeah, looking for singers, it seemed like. Yeah, obviously, which makes sense when we find out why. Sure, um, sure. Okay. But the eventual role went to, surprising enough, a woman whose last name was Avery. Yeah. <laughs> Margaret Avery. Yeah, who I tell you, I'm shocked to learn that she was nominated for an Academy Award for this role mm-hmm. because the first scene I was like, oh, they cast a singer, not an actor. That was my <laughs> very first thought when I saw her. Okay. Because there's a moment in the bathtub where, and you know what? I will say this. It's a hard thing for actors to do a hard emotional change, like a shift, mm-hmm. which she has here where she, she has that line, she's like, my pa loves me. And then she goes straight into crying from like t- from like being happy and bubbly to crying. Yeah. And I I my note I wrote down was holy shit acting because it's just, <laughs> it's just such a it's just such an I, I think it goes back to what you said earlier. It's mm-hmm. the everyone's in a heightened sorry, yeah heightened it's, I mean, it's definitely that heightened yeah. performance area and uh again questionable if that's if that's the bag that works for you or not. <laughs> yeah. um, I I like her enough here. I get I, mean, it's, I like her better later in the movie, but yeah. this the the scene where she's in the bathtub, which is I guess telling her second scene here. Right. It it really she was not working for me at all. Sure. There. Um. So obviously the dinner the, the the breakfast that that Albert cooked was fucking shit. Yeah. Of course. Um. So when Albert leaves the house, um, Seely comes in and ninjas up a fucking amazing looking yeah. southern breakfast. It, looked, it, good. it did look good. Yeah. Like you seen those biscuits? Shit. Anyway. Steak. Oh. Dude, the grits, the, the pads of butter, fuck, man. Anyway, so she cooks up a meal. Clearly, Shogi eats it because yeah. if you fucking look at that meal. Anyway, so that's already the first sign of Seeley going, all right, I got an in yeah. with the mas- the mister's mistress. Oh, oh as, a, as in the next scene, she is called. <laughs> uh-oh. Um, uh, we got a visit from Grand- Grampy again. Yes. Uh, he basically just comes to yell at uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Danny Glover. Yeah. Do we need this scene? I mean, I guess it shows Seely like she spits in the glass in defense of Suge. It's this, this kind of case where, yeah, it's like, the, oh, yeah, this is the actual introduction of of, yeah. of Danny's father. Sorry, my yeah. bad. So I, I guess um, 
I think if anything, it does show the little rebellious rebellion in in, in Celie that's in her. Really though, yeah, that's something. Like I think it, it it's weird. I'll take this as opposed to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean I feel like the the, the Donald Glover's dad as a character. I mm-hmm. feel like he shows up a lot and adds nothing, really. Other than, like, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But guess what? We've already got a character. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> His name's Albert, really, and he's yeah. played by Danny Glover. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe you need... I guess for them, they felt like, in the story... And again, I don't know if the character's in the book, either. Yeah. Uh, or, or or how he was portrayed in the book. Yeah. They, they could have, again, heightened it yeah. to the point where they wanted... Oh, we felt like we need... Yeah, but Albert's a is a piece of work, but we need to show that his dad is, like, a Why though? Why, why do we need to know I, that? I, for the ending. See, and I'm not I saying, I, but even with that, I I'm feel like not, if that's what you're trying to set I'm up, I'm not defending we that. A Hold on, more than that. Let me explain. Because... I'm not defending that. <laughs> I'm not defending that. Okay. I'm saying this is why I think this is why they did okay. that. But I'm not defending the ending. All I'm right. not defending how what's how Albert's used at the end. Yeah. I'm saying I, okay. that's my theory. Yeah. Okay. You got to create a piece of shit. All right. To let's... give birth to a not as piece of shit, but he's still <laughs> be a terrible guy. Let's let's, um, let's jump ahead a little. <laughs> sure. Uh, Harpo has opened up a club kind of in, like a, in a swamp in his house. <laughs> yeah, kind of like speakeasy type yes. scenario. Harpo's on Route Two or whatever <laughs> it was. Uh, a basically a place for him to serve up booze and a, and a place that Suge can perform yes. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Suge she sings a song called Miss Celia's Blues. Miss yeah, Celia. I, that name vexes me. <laughs> Is it Celia or Celia? Celia. Because I for some reason I always want I always want to go in both directions. In the movie they do say Celia. Celia. Okay. Her name's Celia. So. Uh, so, so yeah, she sings Miss Celie's Blues. Mm-hmm. And little... we're kind of getting obvious hints that Celie's intrigued, yeah. to put it mildly. Shall we say? <laughs> shall we say to Suge? Yeah. Um, so they, they, they're hanging out backstage after, which is just uh, Suge's room, essentially. Well, there's a big fight that happens. Oh, yeah. There's a big old riot. Big old fight with uh, with Harpo and Sophia with her new boyfriend. Oh, yeah, Sophia comes, comes with her new man. Is there, her, her, her new, new man. No, just a man. Okay. Just a date. Just her man. Squeak, who is uh, Ray Dong Chong. Yeah. Uh, uh, who shows up out of nowhere, might I add. Yeah. She, oh, yeah, Ray Dong Chong's in the film as as Squeak. And all of a sudden, boom, like, apparently Harpo's been seeing her, too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, where the hell, where the fuck did you come from? Apparently, yeah. Literally under the under the building, yeah. apparently, in the so scene. Squeak gets pissed, slaps Sophia. Here's the other bit I talk about where a tone seems weird to me. Where Sophia punches her into the river. <laughs> it's not so much that that's one of them, but it's the bit, I think it's the scene where like someone said something mean or something dangerous, yeah. and then the piano player like, closes the thing, but all right, and I'm out. Yeah, it's time to go. Time to go, and I'm like, See, I, this? I'll tell you, I kind of liked that moment. Of course, of course, but, this is the one you're fine with. <laughs> but because, let me explain why. Okay. Because I had become totally un- uninvested in in in, in uh, Sophia and Squeak's struggle. Uh-huh. That I was just like, I, I latched onto. To me, it, to me, <laughs> the piano player was the protagonist of the film in that moment, uh, and I, I like that as a story sure. beat for him. Sure. I'm st- of course it doesn't work for what they're actually trying to accomplish, but at that point I just lost so much interest mm. that I would just grab it on for any any bit of juice, any bit of interestingness, <laughs> and, th- and that was there for me. Um, to me, that's the prime example of the tone for issue. Yeah, like because it's such a it's a whip pan. Well, that's the thing where the tone issue to for was so severe to me sure. that I I. I had my brain had to latch onto the other tone <laughs> to sort of preserve itself. <laughs> you well, you create a new narrative is yeah, what you did exactly in two point five seconds. Yeah. So all right, 
But then the piano player is gone, and they've got no to talk to anymore. All right, big riots, big fights happening. Everyone's com- it's it's like it's like another bar fight in Raiders, and and so uh, so uh, and, uh, again, why is this scene here other than like maybe it's like fun to have a huge bar bar probably, fight break? I think it's probably for that. That's that reason. But why do you? What's that? I what think, is that doing for the movie? here? I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I didn't fucking write it. I didn't write the book either. Talk to Alice Walker. Alice, I've got some issues. I don't know how you feel about the film, but um, we're gonna have a talk. But um, okay, so uh, Celie yeah. and um, Celie's trying on so uh, well, yeah, dress. yeah, she's basically hanging out like a shoot. Yeah, like I said Shug's like either dressing room or whatever. Yeah, Shug likes to see her smile, mm-hmm. and then they, they, you know, some. It's a sweet scene. It's a sweet scene, and then yeah. it ends with with the they 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 get it on. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's there's a whole point. Is like Seely points yeah, for Seely, like she's well, never... Se- like Seely's like you like having sex with Albert. It's, yeah, that's this is a bummer. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, nah, it's great. You you've never been sexed the right way. But no, it's, it, that's that's what's kind of yeah. cool about the scene yeah. is realizing that Seely is you know for her like this type of act is all terrible. Yeah, it's only been horrible for her whole life. Yeah, so she's never understood the concept of it being tender in any fashion. Yeah. And Shug's here to go on like, well, that's fucking stupid. Let me and let me tell you, well, <laughs> let me tell be you, great. <laughs> let me tell you, where I told you the scene I shouldn't have watched when I was a child. Oh yeah, this is the one. This is the scene. I was like probably eight, and I caught this on HBO, and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was probably younger. I was like six, and I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know about lesbianism. I didn't know about being gay yet. So my head was like, why? Why it's are they lady d- kissing another lady? Why is that lady kissing another lady? That's real. Why are they doing that? I mean, yeah. okay. <laughs> why is that lady kissing Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> so that was that's what introduced you to the concept of homosexuality essentially it probably mine was buddy cole on kids in the hall <laughs> <laughs> this has been how two dudes found out about gay people when they were hey, kids how about that all right so Thank god buddy cole was there for me to make <laughs> to tell me that it was that it was they're uncool. we all got our they're we, funny yeah, no, they're, they're funny. good people and they're funny <laughs> And that's why, even though I grew up in Norwich County, which is a place that's not friendly to gay people, uh, you know, I, I do consider myself a friend to the gays. And it's all thanks to Scott Thompson. Thompson. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, so, Celie is now basically kind of hang, hanging around Suge. Yeah. A lot. And this oh, is now yeah, we, a whole lot. And now we're at the scene where Suge is meeting her father. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Her father, who's a preacher. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I was I was out. <laughs> I, I was okay. not following this. All right, so yeah, no, Shug is a uh, trying to meet her father, and it's it's very much obviously it's never really directly said, but clearly the relationship has is strained intensely yeah. between the both of them, and uh, Shug is constantly trying to find ways to like reconnect with her father. Yeah, in the whole movie, and father's not into it. Father's not into it. All right, so then Shug leaves basically. Yes. And Celia's bummed because Celia's bummed because she's like, "Hey, when you're not here, he hits me." <laughs> and Shug's like, "I mean, that sucks, but I gotta go to Chicago," <laughs> and which makes sense yeah. it, for Shug's character. She's the she's the I'm the flighty. I go wherever I want to go. Yeah, she's a wanderer. Yeah. Uh, so she leaves. Then uh, we get checking in with Sof- Sophia and uh, Harpo again. Yeah. Or not Harpo, her new man. Mm-hmm. There, some 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 white folk come over and they're very interested in her kids. Uh, Sophia takes a stand and mm-hmm. uh, ends up punching a lady. Because the woman basically goes like, you should work for me. Yeah. And she says, hell no. Right. Because Sophia is a strong woman. Right. It's a pretty, and this is like, this is the first time real, now we're, this is a real, the first real race is brought up. Yeah. And this is, I kind of like this scene. Yeah. Yeah. But I also wonder like, 
Why is it in the movie? Because, as you said, this is like the only okay, time where race this, is really brought Okay, up. but this is the thing. Now I feel like this is the time I say this. I can actually say okay. I feel like this needs to be in the film. Okay. But whereas, whereas, like, I don't know why the fight scene's there. I don't know why. I, what this does to me is it, it starts a story with Sophia that is never satisfactorily wrapped up. Hey, I understand that. Yeah. But if you want to talk about this is clearly the story of, of black people in the South. Yeah. This scene needed to happen. But that's what I'm saying. This is the scene that makes it the story of black people in the South. Whereas yeah. if they cut this scene out mm-hmm. and cut this whole storyline out, yeah. it would have been a, 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 a movie about the life of a, a poor black woman in the South specifically. Yeah. And maybe it would have been more concise, I feel. No. If, this, they, had, I dis- if they had focused on Celia. Disagree with that. Yeah. I feel like it needed that. I mean, I, I, just, I completely disagree. Sorry, Matt. No. This no, is, I'm not. I, I, I completely understand. disagree I with just, this. I just, I feel like it's... <laughs> Is the movie about Celia? It's 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 not a satisfying story about Sophia for me. Sure, and this adds nothing to the Sealy story. I uh-huh. feel okay. So to me, it's like either either wrap this up or cut it all out. Mm-hmm. What they have here is this kind of half committal situation that I I just I, I can't get into. I guess I feel like I, I but I feel like I needed it. Yeah, I feel like I needed this scene. Yeah. I feel like I needed the scene to remind me. Yeah, I mean. I, I guess. I mean, I, I, it's really, it's not this scene. I have, it's it's the larger storyline it's attached to. And it. I understand what you're saying with that. Yeah. But I feel like it needed to happen to Sophia, not Celia. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, if I ha- if this happened to Celia, I don't think I could have taken it. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah, I, I don't um, want that either. <laughs> you know, I think she's had enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it needed, and especially the way they set up Sophia in the beginning of the film, like her or not, whatever, um, I feel like this worked for me. Okay. Yeah, you know, and I feel like it needed to happen. I needed it, this. This one I'll stand by. I don't know why there's a bar fight. I don't know why the harp is a fucking <laughs> club. I don't know any of those answers for you, buddy. But this one, no, this one I'm sticking with. I mean, I think I guess I mean the scene. I guess it works in the moment. It's just retroactively by, by the time I realize, oh, that it just went nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes a problem for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I could I could see I could see your point as well. Okay, so let us shake hands and part ways. All right, good, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I know you're not saying no, 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 no black people should ever be this. Oh, no, I know you're saying that. You're not saying that. I know that. But I'm uh, if you're going to tell that story, tell that story. Yeah. And I feel like his. I guess the thing is that it, uh, and that probably might be the part of the. That might be more of the book thing, right? Yeah. Well, oh, it the, might be followed up better in the book. Yeah, yeah. I, feel I like, can see that. I can see that for I, sure. I can see yeah. that the, the the rest of the narrative, the rest of the characters are more. You give them more time for everybody. Yeah. It wouldn't feel just Cecilia's story. It would yeah. feel like it would be a little bit of everybody's. Yeah, and I guess that is, yeah, that that, that kind of is the larger issue. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we can add to the ending and make it a satisfying, more complete story, mm-hmm. but it'll be a three-hour movie, yeah. <laughs> which is, I think, why I'm advocating for just snipping it right out of there. <laughs> but then if you don't have it, then you don't have the one scene of racism yeah. in this time period that yeah. they still have to struggle. Yeah. And it's a thing. It's, 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 a, it's a tricky balance. Yeah. And I can even argue someone bringing that up for those reasons you brought up. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. What's next? Where Where the fuck are we now? Let's Let's. Uh, oop. Ah. Let's, it's fine. So the dogs are the fine. Dog, the dog jumped on the <laughs> on the recording device, but I believe it is fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, let Let's Let's jump ahead. Yes. Uh, so Suge comes back with her husband. Or she's now married. Yep. Breaking the damn hearts of both uh, Albert and Celia. Yeah, yeah. except uh, Albert's kind of fine because he seems to really get along with us. Yeah, he's actually they enjoying seem to be the new... fucking buddies. Yeah, but do you think it's because he's trying to overcompensate? Maybe liking the guy because whatever it is, they, <laughs> they do a weird Easter egg toast where they yeah. toast Easter eggs, uh, and because they're so enraptured in friendship, uh, <laughs> Celia has time to to sneak off with Suge mm-hmm. and have a letter delivered. From yes. her long lost sister Nettie. Right. Who says, Hey, 
I'm in Africa. I've got your kids are with me yeah. somehow through movie magic. She she connected to the to the kindly couple through movie magic. Yes, through. I'm giving you the answer, <laughs> <Yeah>. audience. <laughs> <laughs> but it's movie magic yeah. now. <laughs> And, uh, and we're fine. And I know, I know that you probably think I'm dead because that's the only reason you you wouldn't be writing back is if you haven't been getting my letters. But I'm I'm alive, and, yeah. and we're all fine. We're all good here now. We're right. fine. We're Thank fine. You. How, are, How you? are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, that's right. We we referenced Star Wars in the Color Purple episode. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> that's how we fucking roll. Now, um, we should basically then Shug and Seely then try to find the rest of the letters, and they do. They do. Yeah. Um, and from that point on, like, yeah, Celie is now reading every letter. Oh, I should say, there's a point when she finds a letter, and she like says something sort of almost to camera, mm. and I literally thought, oh, this looks like drunk history. This looks like when drunk history does a scene. That's weird. Okay. That's how cheesy this is. <laughs> Taking shots. All right. Um, they find the rest of the letters. Mm-hmm. She reads them all. Yeah. Great times. She mm-hmm. finds there's a scene where the church in Africa is destroyed and and Nettie like falls to her knees in it's, a pose that is only done I, in movies. I will say this is what's kind of interesting about these these sequences in the letters uh-huh. is that Nettie more or less is dressed exactly the way Celie saw her last. Yes, and that's kind of obviously in purpose because like yeah. she's just basically using the imagination of what she remembered. Yeah, Nettie looking like before. Um, also in the weird way, Nettie never looked. She really aged. So it's yeah. clear that by the time that she's like being a teacher in Africa, she yeah. probably was already like ten years older than that. Yeah. But to to Celie's brain, she's, she's still the yeah the twelve year old sister. Um, this stuff is nice. Some of it was good. Some of it was a little on the nose for me. Yeah, um, I'll, I'm with you 100 percent on that one. Justin. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Ooh, okay, uh, I, I, I get it. All right, yeah, I get it. Okay. Let's <laughs> back for a second. Let's, let's back it up a little yeah. bit. Oh, that's really cool. Ah, all right, <laughs> Stephen, chill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got shaving again. Mm-hmm. And this time, she is ready to straight up kill Danny Glover. Oh, she's done. She's <laughs> she sees these letters. She knows what he's been hiding from her. Yeah, and she is ready to. And, and we're juxtaposing it back and forth with like that dude. this like African, yeah, like kind of uh, another kind of a ceremony thing. And yeah, with the, with the, give the kid scars. Yeah, and so it's yeah, it Celie's ready, <laughs> but Shug is not ready to say goodbye to Albert. Yeah, so she she rushes in. Saves Albert at the last second, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're all having dinner together. Oh man, wow, what a transition! Oh, and, uh, <laughs> so, by the way, in between this time, Sophia went to jail yeah. for many years, mm-hmm. and now has a cheesy blind makeup <laughs> where she looks kind of like Ralphie from uh, that scene <laughs> in a Christmas story. Uh, and when she's he got forced, so poisoned. and she's now forced to work with that same woman she punched out. Yeah, who was like a crazy lady who can't drive. Yeah, again, the tone thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't drive. Yeah, right, I get it. And here, here's where the <laughs> Sophia story, I guess, comes crashing down for me. Yeah. Is they're they're all at dinner, and then Celia gives a big speech where she's like, "I've had enough, and I can't take it." Oh, and this is in the big now, yeah. now, presently, now yeah. we're at okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Sophia's just like, "Oh shit, I'm cool." It's like snaps out, of it, <laughs> which just felt like a real like mm-hmm. just drop off of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the reason Celia's like actually talking about this because Suge brings up to Albert, "Hey, we're leaving again." By the way, I'm taking Celia. Yeah. What? Yeah, you fucking heard me. I'm yeah, taking I'm taking her away from you. <laughs> you know what? Because she doesn't deserve you, and she's gonna fucking kill you if she stays. <laughs> so just trust me on this one. I'm taking Celie. Um. So she. So there's a big climactic uh, speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about the speech? Does it work for you? Not work I for think you? It does work for me. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like it's easy thing, right? It's like it's not. It does the job. I yeah. think it does. It, it's fine yeah. for me. Yeah. 
It's fine, except for the part where Sophia's like, oh, I'm cool. Yeah, she's like, just like, just pounding on the mashed potatoes <laughs> yeah. and the cranberry sauce. Yeah. It's, again, the tone thing. Like, yeah. all right, I get it, you know? <laughs> uh, I've written down a word here that I don't, can't tell what it says. That's fascinating, because you wrote this today. <laughs> yeah. Cobra bowls? That can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sealy Bales. Sealy Bales. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Come All on, right. There's some similarities there between Cobra Bowls and Sealy Bales. Let's go with that. So Sealy Bale Bowls and yeah. um, <laughs> Cobra Bowls with Sealy. Oh, yeah. Again, with the weird tone thing, there's that relative who's who sees all this fighting. Mm-hmm. And then Pika said, it's been a pleasure. And watched that, like, that weird comic beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My... That's strange. Uh. Um, yeah. So then she's on a, she's leaving on a train. She's mm-hmm. throwing gold coins to some kid who, uh, who is candy, candy, go- candy gold, yeah. candy toys, yeah, uh, gold sorry. coins. Yeah, because uh, it was Easter, right? Cool. Um, and she's she just sees a kid who is looks like Nettie. And she's it, in the same like she basically like, the child looks is just a child, and then yeah. she just kind of projects Nettie onto the child. Yeah, so eventually looks like Nettie in her head. I don't know about this. <laughs> Again, it's along with those. It's like, a little. It's a little. It's, it's classic Spielberg getting too sentimental. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, so then her dad dies. And turns out not dad. What's that? Turns out not her dad. Yeah, it turns out stepdad. Stepdad. So, yeah, I mean, not incest, but still rape. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, no, I guess, yeah, I guess, bad. I guess that's half better. No, it's still, it's still pretty bad. bad. It's, it's still, still very, right, very it's, bad. Yeah, I'm, I was, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. It's pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, but good, good news is that she inherits the house. Which my brain's like, you want to go back to that? With yeah, all your that, terrible that memories of that place? Zone? Yeah. But I guess fucking whatever. And also real quick. Hey, I mean, by I the guess way, to her, like the whole world is just terrible memories everywhere. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and she, yeah, so she owns the place now. Uh, Celie now. She opens a folks pants store? She's basically is, like, a t- like a tailor. But what is that word? That's, is that some old timey word that it's I've an old-timey. never heard? It's an old timey word that you folks mean. pants? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know what it's I called. feel like Steven made that one up. <laughs> I feel like that's not a real old-timey word. Um, so they're like, they're, the prop master was like, I got to put something on the sign. This pay, there's well, a smudge on the script. <laughs> Steven, what do I put on the sign? She was like, I don't know, folks' pants. <laughs> yeah, it works for me. Get, out, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Um, so uh, we're also noticing that Albert now is a fucking shithead. shithead. Oh, yeah, yeah his he's life's gone to it's shit. shit. It's, it's just the, because the, of a curse that, that Celia put on him before she left? I guess, but also, yeah. no, he's just no woman. No yeah. kids, no woman. He's a dick. Yeah. He can barely cook for himself. He's just drunk shit all the time. All the time. Sophia yeah. and Harpo are running the bar together and maybe yeah. a couple again. It's a question of are they, are they not? Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. You heard of a will they, won't they? This is an are they or aren't they? Yeah. No, this is an are they or aren't they? Yeah. If you want to talk about a cheesy sentimental moment in that <laughs> bit in the bar where I'm like, I didn't need that. It's where Albert's there and he's drunk off his ass, and and Larry Fishburne tells him to. You know, Larry Fishburne help pushes uh, him can out. Can we talk for a second about Larry Fish in this movie, though? For sure, for sure. I, I I like his look. I like a young Larry Fishburne. It's a good look. <laughs> it's a good look, Larry yeah. Fishburne, when he's in the suit. He's got the suit. He's got the mustache. No, the bit where he's like, no, literally where he's like, Sophia, no. He looked oh, good yeah. there. Yeah, Larry Fish is looking good. Uh, he's still on <laughs> the seat every time he's there, in my opinion. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Agree with that. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, Albert's getting ready to get out, and Harpo's like, all right, Dad, yeah, thanks, please yeah. leave. We're trying to close. Sorry. One of the dogs is sitting on top of the other dog, and the <laughs> first dog's not happy about that. Um, and then uh, Glover puts his jacket on, and he's like, hey, hey, I just want to say, I'm really, like it's really good. You. I'm glad you see you two together again. <laughs> and, and Sophia and Harpo look at each other, look at them, he's like, and look at him, and it's like, oh, okay. And me, as the audience member, going, I 
guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's this attempt. I don't think they've earned that. <laughs> and here's the problem with, and this is what I brought, try to bring up with making Albert's, why, Al, why they thought yeah. they needed Albert's father to be an, a monstrous person. Oh, yeah. Is the idea that they're trying to make Albert um, start, they're, they're trying redeemable. to have redeemable near the end. Yeah. Here, Which does not. It work doesn't for work. Me. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. No. And this is once I saw Celie get her house back. Yeah. I started going. Here we go, Stephen. Here, here we go, here, Stephen. All this right. Really is just a, a Return of the King style. Yep. Just five different happy endings. Yep. Padded on one another. Yep. And this is the Spielberg that I was worried about. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Oh, wow. That too, huh? Yep. Wow, that worked out for her. Really? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're doing that too? Oh, Albert's going to pay for that and be okay. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, All get, right. Oh, oh fuck. Are we really ending it like this? Okay. I get it. I get it. Ce- okay. Celia and Chug are wandering through that same lilac field. Yep. Where she had so much fun with Nettie as a kid. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about love. Yep. In case you didn't get what the movie had been about. She's like, nah, Steely, you just need to be loved. And now you're <laughs> loved. It, it's cool. Dollar like, <laughs> D- was about as good as that. So no. <laughs> yeah. And then Nettie comes back uh, with with the kids. The kids are there. They love Celie. Yeah. And then we get fucking Albert looking on smiling. And I'm just thinking, why the fuck does this piece of shit get to have a happy moment yeah. where he's sharing in her joy? Yeah. That's bullshit. He's a fucking shithead. Here's the thing with that, with the netty, with the African kid, and, and, and Celie's African children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's what they are. And yeah. it's this, and this is the moment where I'm just kind of going, all right, I, I get what you're doing, yeah. but it's... It's a little much for me. Yeah. Maybe I'm a cynical fuck at this point. <laughs> Maybe I'm too millennially in an older man or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, but I'm just kind of watching this moment. And went, All right. Lay, lay it on thick. Yeah. I get it. Real, not, real j- not only do you f- you have Nettie again. Yeah. You have your children again. Yeah. And in a weird way, you have your birth country again <laughs> <laughs> and which i'm sure was all in the book yeah possible i don't know yeah it's a it's a bad ending it's a very sentimental ending of the level spielberg is sadly known for and yeah yeah and then you have that silhouette shot at the end where the kids are walking and again i almost feel like it's almost theatrical here yeah where it's like you have Celia and Nettie are now in shadow and silhouette doing their, again, repeating the, the, the little hand game they did when they are children. And, yeah. and yet, for some reason, Albert's silhouette's behind them? I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, know what I don't like that. that. I don't like that either. I don't care to explain it. So, and I'm not happy about it. Let me ask you something. Uh-huh. Um, Whoopi's performance. Yeah. How do you feel? I mean, it's not horrible. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't see it as like an acclaim. Like, I don't, I don't, it didn't, it didn't wow me. Okay. What do you I, think of her performance? I think it's, I think it's pretty solid here. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think though, <laughs> the reason the acclaim happened yeah. is for your standard Oscar cliched reason. Yeah. Hey, look at this person who's not known for drama. Yeah. Do drama. Yeah. yeah. And I think Whoopi's good in this. For the purpose of the movie, yeah, I think I, I don't. I don't think she's bad. No, I, I, I think, wasn't expecting her to be bad because yeah. I don't. I, in general, I think Whoopi is turning some stinker performances. Mm-hmm, sure. But I, but she's she's truthfully not bad in this. So. No, no, I think she's. I think overall the cast is all good in this yeah. film, and I, I like yeah. them for what they are. Um, 
no one really blew me away. Maybe okay. To be fair, maybe Margaret Avery is pretty great in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But I, equal parts bad for me. Like I, like yeah. she did win me over by the end. Mm-hmm. But certainly that scene in the bathtub. But that scene with really the, it was overacting to me in that one. I did like the preacher. I did like the singing. Even though it's, oh yeah, it's, she reconciles with her dad. Yeah, I kind of like that scene. Yeah, it's it's again high emotion, high sentimental, up to the wazoo. Yeah. But that one got kind of worked on me. Yeah, pretty well. Didn't uh, work on me. Okay, yeah. fair enough. And I'll tell you, I want. I'm a, I'm a guy who if I if I'm watching Mulan, yep. I'm crying guaranteed mm-hmm. at the end of that movie mm-hmm. when I see Mulan's father. Mm-hmm. Accept Mulan for who she is, <laughs> and this is that same beat. It's a father accepting a daughter for who she sure, is. Sure, sure. <laughs> and yet I felt nothing for. Her. Ooh, you and me are not gonna be happy when you don't when you don't know my when you know my opinion about Mulan. You not you do not like Mulan. I'm okay with Mulan. What is? Um, I don't hate Mulan. I don't love it. <laughs> not big. Not not the biggest Mulan fan. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, we'll talk about that off. That's a, that's a whole, totally different situation. <laughs> Um, I think it's also an age thing uh, with, concerning us and Mulan. Oh, sure, because I saw it the first time as a young boy. As a young boy, and I was already in my teens. Yeah, I was like uh, probably like eight when I first. Oh, saw that's the there. Shit. Boom, answered. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not here talking about Mulan. We're this here. Is to... Ben on B- Disney. <laughs> that's a whole. That about? could be a podcast if you guys want it. Um, yeah, that's for that's for Andrew to do. <laughs> fair enough. True. Um, so I'll co-host that with him. Fuck. <laughs> Go for it. I, I won't stop you. Um, so I really like Mulan. <laughs> I don't really care about. <laughs> um, okay. So final analysis. Final thoughts. Yeah. Overall, you're you go ahead i didn't like this movie i thought it was bad i thought it was i thought it was made to be shown in a history class i feel mm-hmm. like this movie was paid for by the history teachers council God of america um yeah i didn't care for it one bit okay anything you did like anything you can grab from that i, I liked i mean Shug, i liked at certain points in the film mm-hmm. i thought she was good okay uh yeah i liked larry fish Mm. <laughs> that, that was a bright spot all right. but really I just I, I found it very hard to, to get into this at all okay Justin your final thoughts um not a favorite yeah um I, I clearly enjoyed it more than you did sure. um I, I think there's some parts here I can get why it was it was kind of exciting when it came out in 1985 yeah. but it doesn't really work as well for me now yeah. um respect it it to some degree, but even I would definitely smell the Oscar need. Oh yeah. Oh man. Smell them, yeah. Um, in terms of Spielberg's career, yeah, and how it's adding to this, it I, is an interesting turn for him. Yeah, yeah. It's a very important film. Yeah, for his career, I, I would say a, 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 a wrong turn. Well, I mean, wrong turn or not, it it is a part of his of what his career is. Yeah. Is is now. It's where we're at. Start, you know, we're at the point where like he stopped being, um, uh, populist, imaginary guy who makes entertaining films. Yeah. To the guy who f- uh, wants to create deeper emotional films, yeah. um, but yet he can't let go. Yeah, of certain of, of aspects. Certain, so, yeah. Even in Bridge of Spies. Yeah. A movie that's made recently. Yeah. Some of the Russian characters are still borderline kind of cartoony. Yeah. And it's like he just can't get rid of that. Yeah. Like he's gotten better to some degree, some places here and there, but in terms of just how he portrays drama, I think this is a movie of a guy who's a young filmmaker, and you see a young filmmaker um, trying to do drama, but yet he doesn't know when to not oh, I mean, show up. Call him a young filmmaker at this point. He's his eighth I movie. S- he's he's made like three. But he still got the energy of a of a young guy. Though. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and I still like this is the thing where it's like I feel like the energy of a young guy who has the energy to to. Uh, 
to try to do something he hasn't done before. And I felt this is why. I well, yeah, like, I mean, he, it's probably, yeah, he's still got that kind of arrogance of youth. Yeah. Because he's really been just hitting home runs, at least sort of commercially. Yeah. I, I have my disagreements critically mm-hmm. with Commer- some of them. Yeah. But uh, he's really, I mean, really, what the only film he had made at this point that could be called a disappointment was 1941. Right. A movie that needed to be a failure to him. Yeah. Um, where at this one, he clearly succeeded and got the acclaim. Yeah. At the time, yeah. and it definitely was the, is the reason why Stephen feels like now he can do something like Schindler's List yeah. or um, Saving Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan, or Amistad. This is this is this film yeah, leads Amistad. into those other films, yeah. um, and for better for worse. I mean, this does dictate yeah. Spielberg, who can do quote unquote. Even you may disagree with this, but to the audience in 1985, Spielberg who can do anything. Yeah. Not just try to entertain you, and I. That's, I may not love the movie, but I can see in our little journey. You can see its place, the yeah. place it has. Mm-hmm. All right, all Alex. right. All right. Once again, I write for Agents of <laughs> And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Justin Kizan. Uh, I just did another episode of Super Geek Supreme. Nice. I uh, where I did um, Back to the Future. And I am. I will be honest. I was not prepared for it as much as I would have liked to have been. Really? Yeah. I did a fun episode. Those guys are great. Yeah, I love those guys. I also did an episode recently that I think should have dropped soon. It's going to drop this week. I heard. Yeah. Or by the time the ep- our episode airs, yours should be. Well, our episode is going to. I'm going to put it up tonight. So. Okay. So yeah, by the time by this week for sure. Because yeah. uh, yeah, James Bond. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing yours, actually. It was a, it was a really fun time. Uh, check it out. Super Geek Supreme. Yeah, good guys. Justin and, and Hannah. you did uh, two previous appearances on there. I did. I did an episode on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I did an episode on Fantastic Four. So if you're listening to this day of being like, hey, dicks, you're, bo- you're talking about two podcast appearances that I can't hear yet. <laughs> well, guess what? You got two two backies you can right, go and listen they're to. right over there. Yeah. Go check them out. They got yeah. some good stuff. Jurassic Park episode's really good, too, if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah, it's a really good show. Yeah, it's a good show. They're yeah. good. Justin and Hannah, good folks. Yeah. So uh, that's all you can find me at. How about you, Matt? Go to BenViewNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there. Shows like Matt and Brenda's Wrestling Show, Popsicles, uh, this show, I always, see, I don't, I can't make my brain not say the show that I'm already doing. So it's like, my, I reached for a show and all my brain was giving me was Benview on Spielberg. Uh, but the other shows, of course, are Shut Up Leonard, uh, where I talk about community with Andrew Lindy, and uh, Pick Your Path, which is a very exciting uh, Choose Your Adventure style show. It's a scripted show. It's got chapters like an audiobook, so you can skip around just like one of them. R.A. Montgomery books you'd read as a kid. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I also write for Agents of Guard some, sometimes, so you can d- double check out that website. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D.R. Matt Benson. Uh, you, can, you can do stuff to us. You can follow the show on Twitter on, at Ben on Steve. And on Facebook. Yeah. You can like us on Facebook. Search for Ben on Spielberg on Facebook. Give, give us a like. Let us know uh, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, y- you know, uh, you can write us an email at benviewonspielberg at gmail.com and uh, do things to us on iTunes. Rate reviews, rate us, subscribe to us. Those all help us. Uh, and this, you know, I will say thank you for joining us on this episode. We were two non-African-American people <laughs> talking about a movie that is about the black experience. I, I, I you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, do the thing. I, I hope we didn't offend anybody. I, I hope so too. Cause I, I, mean, I, I mean, I guess the thing, we're very, you and me are very jokey. We're very jocular, but yeah. I also know that like, listen, this is a very serious movie. And, and it's, yeah, it's a serious movie. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like 
people who aren't black talking about the black experience on the internet. <laughs> and we're, I mean, we have to talk. This is a Stephen Spielberg movie. We can't avoid talking about it. Right. Uh, so I, 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 I hope our, our, our non-black privilege didn't show too much. Yeah. But if it did, I, I, I'm, I'm open-minded to being corrected and told. So yeah. email us if, if you had a problem with what yeah, we said. Yeah, no, and I, no, no, I, I, yeah, I don't want to, like, yeah, part of me feels like, I don't want to walk away from this making you think that I didn't, tr- uh, I wasn't trying to be fair to the film, yeah. or I wasn't trying to treat t- treat the film seriously. Oh yeah, absolutely. Here. No, we, we're just we're just a couple of jokesters. That's that's the only reason why we laugh. Yeah, and also. Uh. It's uncomfortable to, to try to put on an entertaining podcast where we have to talk about rape a lot. Yeah. So sometimes a lot of those laughters, it's not that we were joking, it was just straight up uncomfortable laughs. <laughs> it's just trying to cover up the, yeah. this, just how dark this got. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that is it. What, Matt, what is our next episode? Well, it's either going to be Amazing Stories or Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. God, kids, you have to find out. I meant to discuss <laughs> that with you before we recorded. That's going to have to be a discussion that comes afterwards and you'll find out next month. You'll find out next month. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you next month. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.